Well, here we are, the beginning of 2024, and many of you have most of your marketing plans in place, and you're ready to kick off new campaigns, product launches, all kinds of great stuff. However, one of the first things you might need to do first is do a content audit of all the content you have today. Why? It's efficient. It helps you maybe find content that already exists that could be updated for your new initiatives and better reflect who you are today. And better yet, it'll attract the right kind of buyers rather than say that target persona that you used to go after five years ago when you created that blog. So there's lots of reasons to do a content audit. And on today's episode, I'm bringing two members of the True Crew in to explain how they conduct content ad audits, go through some of the mechanics so you understand how to wrap your head around it. And um, then you'll be ready to go off, create your own, and uh, start this year off right. Let's do this. Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Here is your host, Wendy Covey. Hi, and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. On each episode, I'll break down an industry trend, challenge, or best practice in reaching technical audiences. You'll meet colleagues, friends, and clients of mine who will stop by to share their stories. And I hope that you leave each episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a brief shout out to my agency, True Marketing. True is a full-service agency located in beautiful Austin, Texas, serving highly technical companies. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. And now, on with our podcast. Well, here we are, guys. It's the beginning of a new year, and uh, you know... Not everybody has their marketing plans exactly buttoned up. I mean, obviously our clients do because we're way ahead of things, but uh, you know, life gets in the way and marketing planning does continue into Q1. And to that end, we wanted to focus today on something really important that's a critical part of your marketing plan, which is the content portion of your plan. And specifically, wanted to focus on the content audit. So, um, you know, why the heck are we even talking about content audits? <laughs> Jen, I'll let you start. Sure. So um, auditing your content, there's several benefits, but um, one of the first ones is it's just a really great opportunity to really look across all of the content that you already have and ensure that it's relevant and still has your messages in mind, it still is, relates to what your audience cares about. Um, we know that a lot of times it's not the new content that gets most views due to search. It's often some of your oldest content that is bringing in the most views. So it's so true. Really important and that could be so frustrating too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So it's great to um, just make sure that the content that's getting all that views that you are putting your best foot forward, you're getting the most out of those views. Um, and another benefit is efficiency. Um, so when you're creating your marketing plans and before you jump straight into brainstorming a bunch of content, it's great to have a really good idea of what you already have, because a lot of times you have content that already helps support your marketing plan that you can work from, use as is or update, um, and that helps save a lot of time and money. Hey, what do, you, what do you think, Kara? Yeah, I'd add to that, like 
it helps confirm what you think you might already know. So we did this for True and we audited all of our content this year. I nerded out over the whole project. It was it ended up being a lot bigger than we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year since we still uh, have just a few things to do here at the end of the year. But um, we were seeing a lot of declining rep traffic, you know, for us, but also for our clients. And we think, you know, is it our content? Is it our website? And one of the things we found was a lot of duplicate content. So we had, you know, four articles on the same topic or um, we were putting duplicate content in different parts of our website. And so that wasn't performing well for SEO. So that was really a good key identifier there, uh, but also identify some gaps. Like if you think you have a lot of lead nurturing content, but your goal is lead gen, um, that's a big gap mm -hmm. that you need to address, especially as you're starting to put your plans together and know where you want to go. Gosh, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think the old thinking might have been, well, isn't it okay if we have 12 blog posts on the same subject? But now it's more of an SEO negative than an mm -hmm. SEO positive like it used to be, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jen, you mentioned one of your best performing uh, pieces of content might be super old. So is it okay to update things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of the blogs that are dated, um, they have an original date to it. It's a great idea to look at it, update it, be really upfront. I mean, you can republish it with a new date, but be really upfront that this was reviewed, this was updated. So everyone knows when the last time you looked at it was um, add whatever you need to to it, uh, some new products, new services, etc. Um, and put it up and that's good for you. And it's good for your reader to make sure that you're taking a look at it and that it's it's fresh and relevant. Wow. All right. So lots of good reasons to do this audit, audit excuse me. So how, how do we do it? Like, what are you looking for when you do a content audit? So that is actually an interesting question because it really depends mm -hmm. on the audit you're doing. You could be looking for a lot of different things. So for today's purposes, we're going to focus primarily on your content, like your blogs, your, your white papers, your videos, but you could also do audits on your website, in which case you'd look at where's your traffic coming from, what's your bounce rate, how engaged are your users. If you want to build up a certain channel like LinkedIn or YouTube, you're obviously going to look at the metrics that they are measuring by, and LinkedIn does engagement rate, YouTube does watch time. So knowing what your goals are and where that is going to take you is really important in knowing what type of audit you need to perform. When I'm doing an audit, I always, my first view is just numbers. So I look at all the content out there, how many views is it getting? It, are those viewers converting? Um, is how much search traffic are we getting? So entrances, or if you can actually gauge your organic traffic um, and looking at those numbers first, and then, of course, there's some analysis that you need to do there because it might be getting no views and it might be a great piece, um, but it's just not being promoted at that time. So that's where you kind of look at views and conversions. So if the conversion's great, views are really small, that's probably a promotion issue. Um, and so you can make some decisions just by that. When was the published date? You know, having those numbers and kind of putting a, a, a math filter to it. Um, and then after that, of course, you kind of have to have that qualitative layer. So is it quality content? So we just we just said some of your oldest content, it might be something that's actually not that good, but it's getting a ton of traffic, or it might be a good piece, but it's not 
relevant anymore to what you're offering. So the people that it's bringing in aren't really people that are going to convert for you and they don't, they don't really matter for you. Right. So even though the numbers look good, it's, it, there's no meaning. There's going to be no impact on revenue. Yeah. <laughs> so why, why have that be a distraction on your site? Okay. Um, so you've, uh, you've done all this deep analysis. You have all the numbers, you have your list. What the heck do you do with all of this information? <laughs> so now comes the fun part and the spreadsheet nerd in me, like totally <laughs> loved this part of the project. So it's a keep kill combine process where you go through, you have all of the content, you've got the numbers. Now it's a matter of de deciding are you going to keep it? Are you going to ultimately combine it with other content? You know, if you found duplicate, is it going to work better as one longer piece or how is that going to look or are you going to kill it? And I think when it comes to determining whether you're going to keep killer combined, you got to use your own judgment and numbers. There's not really a good like benchmark except for your own data. Keeping, obviously, you want your relevant content. You want the ones that are going to impact the revenue. Does it have high conversion rates? Um, and killing, if it's low traffic, low conversion, doesn't fit your personas that you're going after, it's not bringing in quality leads. I think even for us and for some of our clients, if it has those high numbers and it's converting really well, but it is completely no longer the direction the company is going, it can be scary to kill that content and lose that those numbers and have that impact on your reports, but it's completely okay to, to get rid of it and start fresh. Yeah. Otherwise it's just a vanity metric at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Kara, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some of your keep, kill, combine spreadsheets that you've done on uh, website redesigns, refreshes, mm -hmm. and they can get super long. Uh, so I'm curious, is there a specific amount of content or number of pieces that a company should aim for when they're doing their audit? I would say quality over quantity. Like there is no magic number. You don't need a specific amount of blog articles or a certain number of white papers or videos. If you have five pieces of highly converting content that are bringing you the right quality leads, that's going to outperform having a hundred blog articles mm -hmm. every day, especially with the changes that we've seen in SEO, the longer performing or the longer, deeper, more valuable content is going to outperform the short article pieces um, mm -hmm. that are not driving engagement on your site. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, so what are some things to look for? So key things to look for here are um, some gaps. So are you going after a specific application area? And let's say you've got a ton of content on one area and not on the one you're going after. Look for stuff like that. Know your goals. Know if you've got enough content in the awareness stage of the buyer's journey versus the consideration or decision stage. Mm. If you're trying to go after lead generation, we have a, a longtime client that we just worked with on an audit and they have focused on lead nurturing the entire time we've worked with them. And so next year, their goal is lead generation. And so when we went to the audit, our we all thought that they were going to have an overabundance of the demo videos and the product content. And they really had more lead generation content than we thought they did. So looking for the stages of the buyer's journey, um, keyword optimization. If you've got keywords that are no longer relevant or high performing, like how is that within your content? Are they being utilized where they need to be utilized? Um, things like that. 
I like how you put that in the context of what the overall business or marketing goal is for whether that's at a corporate level or divisional level or campaign level. Mm-hmm. Kind of um, in, instead of, because it could be overwhelming, right? To think about doing this for everything. So I, I really like that, that you have this specific goal in mind. Um, I'm also sitting here thinking, yeah, this is probably something that maybe, maybe somebody's listening and saying, oh, I haven't done this in like five years. Like I really need to tackle this. Uh, how often theoretically should we all be doing an audit of all of our content on our website or in our company? Yeah, so I'll take that one. Um, ideally, you should be doing some sort of audit every year. Um, and maybe you can't touch every single piece of content. Um, you could at least pull and get the spreadsheets and do the quick sort of numbers. And then depending on your time, um, obviously the first thing that you should tackle is what's getting the most eyeballs. Um, so your top 50 or so pieces, you absolutely need to be looking at those and making sure that you're current product offering is represented. Even if you don't have time to rewrite or rework, um, just make sure that the CTA is something current, something compelling. Uh, you can do quick updates like that first. Uh, so that absolutely should be looked at every year. Um, some of the longer, more positioning pieces like eBooks or a guide, um, you should definitely get some eyes on it once a year, but those have a longer shelf life typically. Um, and so those can last a little bit longer. Um, videos are tough because you can't easily update them. So there is a little bit more leeway of, you know, this this is a video and it is kind of a keeper kill. There's not really an update situation there. So you might have, you know, a little bit more tolerance to keep that around before you get rid of it. Uh, so it does depend a little bit on, you know, the different pieces have have different timelines, but you should try your hardest to at least look at them and then prioritize yeah. every year. Um, one thing I will say is that when people get overwhelmed and they're like, oh, we have a bunch of content, um, they tend to want to take dates off it so it doesn't look like it's old. Um, and I will say, don't do that. Like your dates are important to you and they're mm. important to your audience. And it's, it's a lazy way of updating by just removing the date. Um, it is something that be transparent. If it's something that is older, but it's still worthwhile and it has an older date, some of that stuff is still ranking in search and doing really well. Um, if it is perfectly good and it can be updated with a new date, Go ahead and do that, but just be transparent about it and, and say updated on um, originally published so people know. Uh, yeah, because the date really does give context to the mm-hmm. information and what it yeah. what it means and different technologies change. So yeah, really good advice there. Okay. I'm, I'm also sitting here thinking instead of annually, you know, it just takes some discipline now, but if, mm-hmm. if a marketer can take X number of hours or days every quarter and tackle mm-hmm. a different piece of the business and just make it part of what you do every quarter, boy, that would, that would really break it down um, and make it, you know, help you get your arms around it. Right. Yeah. And when I say every year, that's kind of looking at the content, you don't have to update it. You're getting it all and getting a plan for the year. Mm-hmm. And actually the yeah. the updating process and even the kill process and combining, that might take all year to do. Um, you know, Eric can tell you, you about that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, good. Well, what kinds of results can a company expect to see from doing all of this? Yeah. So uh, I think from an SEO perspective, we've seen higher search visibility. So by taking the time to truly really evaluate what kind of keywords we wanted to use. Keywords are still important. There's been so many changes to SEO, but they are still important. And so being able to optimize your content for that is going to have an impact on search visibility. It's going to have an impact on your domain authority, um, your page authority, and it's going to give you a much more manageable, trackable list of keywords too. Mm -hmm. So that's really a, a great benefit from this. Um, but also your content performance. Like, are you seeing higher conversion rates, you're seeing higher traffic, you're having a, I think the biggest benefit is you're starting from a clean slate. And mm -hmm. so being able to put a plan together, you now have your head wrapped around all of the kind of content you've got, and you have an idea of where you need to go and what you need to do going forward. So having that clean slate and that plan in place, because now you really, you know what you've got. So and eventually, when all those changes are made, your website will actually reflect who you are as a business right this moment and be more uh, tuned to attract the right people and not waste time on the others. So I love where you guys headed with this. Well, where can our listeners uh, go to learn more about this topic? Um, I'm assuming true marketing somewhere. <laughs> TrueMarketing.com? Yep. <laughs> On our website, our website, visit the resources section. Um, and we have all kinds of articles and guides, webinars on content strategy, content planning. Um, yeah. Great. And both Jennifer and Kara are on LinkedIn, so you can connect with them. And if you want to see an example of a keep, kill, what was it? Keep, kill, repurpose? Keep kill combine. Keep kill combine spreadsheet. I bet Kara could uh, could shoot you one if you send her a message on LinkedIn. So, thank you both for being here. It's a great topic. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Wendy. You bet. Thanks. Thanks for joining me today on Content Marketing Engineered. For show notes, including links to resources, visit truemarketing.com/podcast. While there, you can subscribe to our blog and our e-newsletter and order a copy of my book, Content Marketing Engineer. Also, I would love your reviews on this podcast. So please, when you get a chance, subscribe and leave me your review on your favorite podcast subscription platform. Thanks and have a great day.